Uh, it's just black water, guys. I promise. We're going to get into it this week <laughs> on Dropping Sunday. Hey, hey, welcome to Dropping <laughs> Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. And in case this is your first time, uh, Dropping Sunday is a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture. Just a couple of notes. We are not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off, but we would like to know if either of those things happen. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you definitely don't need to believe to belong. Andrea, how's your heart? You know what? It, it, it's good. Yeah? You know why? Tell me. Yeah. You want, you want to know why? Because the Lord saved me today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He saved me from sticking my foot right up in my mouth okay. at work. You know, so when you so... said the Lord saved me, my brain started going, okay, <laughs> my first thing was, did you accept him as your Lord and Savior? And if so, praise God. But also, what have we been doing the past <laughs> year? Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Secondly is... Um, uh, I thought maybe he saved you from like a car wreck or something along those lines. Um, but, but no, he just saved you from just kind of embarrassment. Yes. Yes, he did. Okay. I, I'm, I won't, I won't go into a lot of detail cause it won't, it won't matter to everyone, but let me just put it this way. I was on the verge of saying something not terrible, but just slightly negative about someone to another person in my office. And I go to take a breath to say my next sentence, and that person walks out of the oh. door, and I went, and I just stopped talking. <laughs> it was it was amazing. It was a miracle, and um, I am very thankful to the Lord that He uh, saved me from sticking my foot in my mouth because <laughs> yeah. it could have been bad. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, you know, I've been. Uh, I'm doing this 100 Days of Gratitude. If you're not following me on Instagram, feel free to do so. I'm at Sethford, S-E-T-H-F-E-R-D. And I'm doing these 100 Days of Gratitude, just things that I'm thankful for, you know? Uh, I did this last year for the first time during the summer, and it just changes your brain chemistry whenever you you just realize that you're grateful for things. Uh, And sometimes it's literally like, I'm so grateful for this bite of cheesecake, you know, or whatever. Like it's not, doesn't have to be some, yeah. some sort of huge deal. But, um, one of the things that I have been doing is also going back to see where I have been in previous like Facebook posts. And, uh-huh. uh, and so like, for example, five years ago this week, I got, uh, let go from a job. Right. Uh, wow. but, but, uh, but then in like one year ago this week, <laughs> I was in New Orleans eating beignets and black and red fish, you know? So Ooh. you get to see like this whole, this whole spectrum. But one of the things that I realized is that uh, I have really matured when it comes to my social media presence. Oh, listen. Um, I, I just, I'm proud of myself. I, I don't <laughs> know that I'm allowed to say that, but, but I am. Absolutely. You are. Uh, yeah. Because, I uh, I still like to mix it up a little bit and play devil's advocate and and do those types of things, but uh, I don't spend hours crafting the perfect response to rip someone apart. Um, that, that's good. That often, I mean, it still happens. Let's just be honest. Occasionally, it still uh, it still happens. Uh, yeah. Well, the Lord's still perfecting you, so it's yeah, okay. yeah. Re- <laughs> Refiner's fire. My heart's one. Oh, that's awesome. No, I, I have I've thought the same the 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 exact same thing in looking back. Sometimes those Facebook memories are great and you're like, oh, it's so fun to look at these. And sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I I, I can't believe that I that I said that. Yeah, because also you know? um also a couple years ago this week I put together a, a very valid argument about gun control. That was not met with uh, a lot of love. So these things also happen. Hmm. It's not just bragging on myself. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I should probably uh, remove those posts in case people want to go start looking. Um, also, something else happened this week. Uh, my high school got a new name this week. Oh, okay. 
Um, now, I you you know that we're living in 2020, so why why do you think that my high school would need a new name? <laughs> I would assume that this has something to do with. It was named after um, someone from the Confederacy. That's exactly right, Andrea. My, my, uh, the high school that I went to was uh, Robert E. Lee High School. Uh, oh, okay. And, yeah. yeah good, good old Robert E. Lee. I mean, it wasn't quite Stonewall Jackson, but I mean, you know, we're still, <laughs> we're still in, in probably in the wrong place. Um, my high school before I joined it, you know, we were pretty woke out in East Texas. Uh, they changed the name Rebels back in the 90s. So, uh, and that, that's when they also stopped flying the Confederate flag as uh, as our as our banner. Um, you, you guys were the Robert E. Lee Rebels? Uh-huh. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, by the time I got there, we were the Red Raiders, and we just oh. stole everything from Texas Ooh. Tech. Ro- Robert E. Lee Red, Red Raiders. Now, we were the... Uh, the Robert E. Lee is a, uh, or was, whatever it used to be, is a 6A high school. So it was a, it was a larger school. And then there was a, mm-hmm. uh, there was another school on the other side of the tracks called John Tyler. And um, today, the, the day that we're recording this, both of those names got changed. Okay. John Tyler High School is now just Tyler High School. Okay. In Tyler. In, in, in Tyler, Texas. Which is the city named after John Tyler. So I don't know that we've done a whole lot because John Tyler (laughs) being our 10th president, he was an accidental president. He didn't, he wasn't supposed to buy a history lesson from, from, from me. If you want to, it's fine. He wasn't supposed to be president. Uh, Harrison died. Uh, John Tyler was the vice president. He was the first vice president to ever take over for a president who had passed away in office. And um, there was no rules for that yet. So he just said, oh, I'm president now. (laughs) Gotta love a confident man. (laughs) (laughs) And people were like, no, 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 no. Um, uh, No, I don't think that that's what is supposed to happen. I think that you're just supposed to hold office until we like can do another. And no, no, I'm it now. No, that's it. It's me. No, no, no. I'm. It's me. This is me. I'm the president. <laughs> so that was him. Um, he uh, he he also was the person who, like, three days before he left office, annexed Texas to be part of the United States. So, like, uh, at least he saw the value in in uh, in this state. I mean, so he's a kind of a smart guy. But then after he was out of office, <laughs> he was also like elected to the. Uh, <laughs> confederate senate so um he there's a lot happening there yeah dude the early 1800s is a weird time guys (laughs) things were strange things were were strange things were strange so um so that that's who he is uh robert e lee obviously the the main general of the confederate army so i think that my teachers were either uh knew that it was problematic and tried to make us like be more comfortable with it or or were racist. One of these two things happened because in high school they were like Robert E. Lee was actually a good person. <laughs> like that was what was indoctrinated to me as a teenager. Um, I know all about his uh, his history at West Point and how he never got a demerit and how that's impossible to do now, and that it's because he was actually very very good at what he did. But also he he may have fought for the wrong side. So here we are in 2020. People are making changes. And, and Tyler's making changes. I don't have a problem with Tyler ISD changing names of schools. I just feel like if you're going to take the John off of Tyler, you should probably just take the Tyler off of Tyler and just call it something different. That's one. Um, so John Tyler just became Tyler High School. And then uh, Robert E. Lee became Tyler Legacy High School. That's the name. Okay. Tyler Legacy. Which kind of goes a legacy of what? Yeah. I will I will say this and and you may disagree but I would say that removing the name John from John Tyler does distance it a little bit and now people will just think of it as Tyler Texas. I didn't know that Tyler Texas was named after John Tyler. Oh. They 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 make sure that we know about it growing up. Well, yeah, but that was how many years ago was that? Maybe they don't talk about it that much anymore. That was a long time ago. Oh, you think maybe they stopped the book learning out in Tyler? <laughs> maybe they got that book. They didn't have much of it to begin with. Maybe they just changed the emphasis on it. Listen, I went to high school in Mississippi, so 
We are, hey, high five, uh, <laughs> high five for public school. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> public school um, in Mississippi. We were we were the only state that still had the Confederate flag on the state flag up until this year. Yeah, since two thousand three, we were the only state yeah, guys, that still. <laughs> Sorry, we we haven't been doing good as 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 humans, like as a people. We're not. We're just. We've kind of not done right. <laughs> You, you know what else? Uh, oh, the 1800s were a strange time, but yeah. 2020 is also a strange time. Hey, listen, it could be a strange time because you absolutely be- believe QAnon, or it could be a strange time because you are the uh, the president of a Christian university that has a picture of you drinking some sort of dark beverage with your arm around a young girl on a yacht. Things are strange right now. Things are strange. Okay, you know what I've been watching this last week? And I'm I don't. A, I'm, about to, <laughs> I'm about to admit something. Oh, yeah. first of all, I, I, I signed up for Disney+. Plus. You're welcome. Yeah! Hold on! Hold on! Where's my applause button? Dang it! That's the bees! That's not the, that's what I mean. That's not it! That's not right! All right. <laughs> yeah, I signed up for Disney Plus. However, I have not been watching Disney Plus this week because okay. I got caught up in these shows. So I've I've always liked true crime shows. Shows I like true crime uh, podcasts, things like that. Sure. I've been watching. Let's see. What did I watch this last week? Uh, Cults and Extreme Beliefs, a documentary on Netflix. And then there was. It's on Hulu, actually. It's on Hulu. Okay, I've I've yeah. seen this. Uh, I've seen the one, yeah, on Nexium and all that other Nexium. stuff. Nexium, so weird. Yeah, this one was this one had Nexium. It had something called Twelve Tribes, which I had not heard of actually. Uh, United Nation of Islam, uh, which is not Islam, like out of the Middle East. This is it's something totally different. Yeah, and let's see, there there are several. Anyway. I started another one called uh, today called People Magazine <laughs> Presents Cults or something like that. And so each episode is a different kind. And I was watching I was watching it before we started recording tonight. And it's just very interesting. I get very drawn into it. It's very yeah. interesting. So yeah, anyway. it, it's it's interesting stuff, man. Uh, you know, especially whenever uh, you've been a part of something that's been called a cult, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, it can it can definitely uh, it can definitely do that. Have you ever been part of something that has been called a cult? As a matter of fact, I have. Uh, I have been a part of something. Uh, no one called it a cult to my face, but I know that it it was thought of that way. Would you like me to tell you what it was? I mean, yeah, we're doing a show here. <laughs> oh, is that what we're talking about tonight? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we're seeing where it goes. Listen, we'll eventually get to Jerry Jerry Falwell Jr. Jerry we'll, we'll get to Falwell. him eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so when I graduated high school in 2002, I went to a Bible college in Pensacola, Florida, which there are two, or there were two Bible colleges in Pensacola, Florida, one called Pensacola Christian College, and and the other one is Brownsville Revival School of Ministry. A lot of people had heard of Pensacola Christian College. Not a lot of people have heard of Brownsville Revival School of Ministry. I went to Brownsville, uh, which was birthed out of the Brownsville Revival mm-hmm. that started on Father's Day of 1995, even though one Sunday night, Pastor Dan asked me what year the revival started, and I told him, and then he argued with me, and someone else told him that it was a different year, and they were wrong. I've never forgotten it. I've never forgiven them. It was 1995. I, I know. I know when it was. And I told it, him it was Father's Day 1995. And, w- and then he, it, asked, he asked me if I was sure. And then told him that I was wrong. And he believed him. And it made me mad. Will you beep that out for me, please? I'm, I'm, of course. Of course. <laughs> Listen, I am not going to let you just name drop <laughs> and then not bleep it out. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. It was so funny because I was sitting there going... Why did you ask me if you were just going to not believe me anyway? No. Anyway, it was So funny. you, you want to know how I remember that? Yes, tell me. It is because 
in the summer of 96 is when I lived in Russia as a missionary for, mm-hmm. for three months. Um, I was 14. I turned 15 while I was there. And um, I remember coming back. And one of the first albums that I got was Lyndall Cooley's, uh, well, the Revival of Brownsville, you know, the, 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 the main one, you know, that had yeah. all the things. I, so I remember getting that um, around that time. And I remember there being a prophecy that I heard. Now, this could totally be apocryphal, okay? Like, I understand that someone could have made this up. But it was something along the lines of the revival in Brownsville had a five-year window. And that it was going, like, the revival was going to last for five years. At the end of that five years, things were going to change. And so, um, and that that's definitely what happened, at least what we experienced whenever we were there, is that in 2000, things started changing and um, really kind of like the end of the revival itself. I could be wrong. You were there, but that the end of the revival kind of like was a right around that two, year 2000 mark where it was like an everyday type of thing. Am I wrong there? Um, no, I don't. You're not. I don't remember exactly what year. So I came in the fall of 2002. Yeah. And by that time, they they were not having services every night. Yeah. They were having revival services Friday night and Saturday night. Sure. And then church on Sunday morning. They had a prayer service on Thursday night and like youth service, Bible study on Wednesday. So they were not having it every night. But I will say this, my two I was there for two years and we were required to go to uh the Friday night service. And every Friday night they would ask, you know, during like the pastor's moment what we call now the pastor's moment, you know, how many of you this is your first time to come to the Brownsville revival? And I promise every Friday night that I was there they were there would be anywhere from 10 to 50 hands that went up. So yeah. people were still coming on Friday night to the revival to experience it for for the first time. People were still coming. It it wasn't just the local uh church body, the local community. It was people traveling from other states, other countries to Pensacola, Florida to experience the revival for the first time. Well, and was was Steve still there whenever you were there? No, he was not. Yeah. In fact, the 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 revival started in Father's Day of ninety five, as yeah. we've already said. <laughs> and I want to say the school started in ninety seven or ninety eight, and then they experienced a split. The school did. Okay. Um, and that's where Fire School of Ministry came from. And my first Sunday in town, I was there by myself, and I went to church that Sunday morning. And it was the day of the reconciliation between John Kilpatrick and Dr. Michael Brown, who had start Michael Brown had started fire school ah, of ministry. Okay. So that was my first Sunday in town. And that's kind of heavy. <laughs> it's kind of a heavy first Sunday, isn't it? It was. And I'm there all by myself. My parents had so I they moved me to Pensacola to start school about a week before I actually had to register for my classes and they left to go to Africa for two weeks wow. on a missions trip. So I'm in Pensacola all by myself and my roommate had had her wisdom teeth cut out. So she was coming a week later. Anyway, it was a lot. It was a lot wow. for 18 year old me, but yes, that was a very heavy Sunday for it to be my first uh, experience there. So there had been a split at some point where fire had left and that was Dr. Michael Brown and then, mm-hmm. but John Kilpatrick was still there. He, he'd been there. He, he stayed on for, for quite a while, even after, you know, Steve left and everything else like that. Y- yes. He, he stayed on through three of my four semesters there. Okay. My first Sunday was the reconciliation. My first Sunday of my first semester, my first Sunday back after Christmas of my second semester. I think that was the Sunday Linda Cooley announced that he was leaving. Oh, wow. And then... <laughs> Richard Crisco left. Did he leave while I was there? Yeah, it was, there was a lot of trans. My two years there was a lot of transition. 
listen, we're going to get into Christian schools here in a minute. We're going to, we'll, we'll get into it. Cause I, I've, I've got some, I've got thoughts. I went to one. Um, yes. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what the campus culture was like. So my first year there, the, the actual school campus was separate from the church. So there was a campus, um, on highway 98, I believe, uh, that, is where all of the school classes were. And there were, oh gosh, how do I say this? Because 18-year-old me is very different from not 18-year-old me today. I understand that. And we don't have a lot of 18-year-olds that listen to this show, okay? Right. So from from your adult perspective, yeah, yeah, you can say what it was like. It's fine. Okay, so there there were a lot of rules. There were a lot. Of rules and oh, oh rules to provide freedom of what you're allowed to do right all the things right, like you need right. to be doing. yeah I, I honestly I don't know that I could tell you what some of the rules were for um, one of them was you couldn't date your first semester you couldn't date anyone without permission um, because they uh, wanted they they if you came to school already in a relationship that's different. But they didn't want you to start a relationship in your first semester because they wanted you to spend that, those first few months, dating not Jesus, thinking. Kissing, dating, goodbye. Yeah, basically. Oh, my Lord. Thank you. Um, <laughs> other, uh, other conversations uh, on campus, there were a lot. There were a lot that kissed, dating, goodbye. They believed in courtship. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of rules about what you could wear. Oh, tell me about that. Been, what could you wear? Well, <laughs> I guess normal better, better stuff. Question, it was, what could you not wear? <laughs> what, what could you not wear? Um, all the, all the normal stuff that you would think of for a Christian school. I mean, you couldn't, I don't think I could wear sleeveless. You certainly couldn't wear spaghetti strap or super thin straps. Um, I remember we had chapel every morning, and this was in my... Whoa, 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 pause. You just ran right over mm-hmm. that. You had chapel every morning? Yeah. Okay, I need to back up a little every bit. Morning. I want to get... Uh, so, are you, like, learning regular education classes? Like, are you learning history and science and... No. Oh, Oh, none of that. No, you're not, no. You're not was... studying humanities or psychology or sociology, no, none of that stuff. No, I took, um, let's see, I took classes on worship leading because I was on the worship, uh, worship ministry track, uh, <laughs> classes on leadership. The track. Okay. So we didn't have majors. So it was tracks. Yeah, it was tracks. You yeah, had worship, it. worship ministry, um, pastoral ministry, or the, I think there were four. Yeah. Yeah. Youth four ministry. Total. Youth ministry. No, I don't. I don't think that was a track, but they had classes on youth ministry. Sure, because everybody knows um, you're I only did, a youth pastor, so that you can one day become a senior pastor. You're just exactly. Your time. I yeah, mean, that's absolutely. it. That's it. Cutting your ministry. Um, I did take. I took systematic theology one and two. Okay. I took Old Testament, New Testament, cults and comparative religions. Of course. Did your dad teach that? My dad did teach that one. He also taught systematic theology too. So those are got- my favorite classes. Yeah, so you got to like actually be in class with your dad. That's mm-hmm. really cool. That's real cool. Yeah, he was a very so. I guess I didn't mention this. My dad was an adjunct professor at that school, which is part of the reason why I went there. Yeah. Okay. Um, he started teaching there. I think the year before I graduated high school, he was past. We, he was pastoring in South Mississippi, which was about an hour and a half from Pensacola, and he taught there once uh, one day a week. And so that's a big part of the reason why I went to school there. And he was a very popular professor on campus. Yeah. I mean, obviously. And understandably <laughs> so. Guys, if you haven't heard the episode uh, with, with Pastor Al getting to talk um, like about our ex-evangelical friends, go, go check out those two episodes. It's, uh, it's, just, it's just a couple weeks back in your feed. So uh, just, just great. And also, um, very healing for a lot of people who have also tried to deconstruct their faith for him to just be like, yeah, 
I get it. He's <laughs> just yeah. incredibly intelligent, incredibly down to earth. Um, just, a, just a great guy. So, okay. So you're having chapel every day. Yes. So, oh, we were, so we were talking about, uh, dress code. Yeah. And so you couldn't wear shorts on campus. I don't think the girls could wear shorts unless they were like really long. I, it's been a, guys, it's been a while. So I can't remember all the rules, but I do remember there was one rule that if you wore a skirt, the slit could not come above your knee. Oh, so not even like the hem can't come above your knee. That skirt's yeah. got to be all the way down to your ankles and the slit can't <laughs> come to your knee. Yes. Wow. So I wore a skirt one morning to chapel and it was it was a jean skirt. I remember this like this. I remember like it was yesterday. You're wearing a jean skirt. Is it a jumper? No, no, okay. it was a skirt and a like a t-shirt, I think okay. is what I had on or a blouse of some sort. And I'm gu- I'm guessing I'm guessing Doc Martin sandals. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing. No. Okay. I don't think they were Doc Martins. I don't I don't remember what shoes I was wearing. But I I never got into Doc Martins. I think those are a little a little before my time. Okay. I mean, there could have been what uh butterfly clips in your hair. If you're wearing like a that, denim skirt. Yes. There's okay. Yes. Come on, guys. This is 2000, like 2003. So I'm wearing this denim skirt. The skirt goes a couple of inches past my knee. Okay. Okay. It's got a split in the back that I swear comes to like the middle of the back of my knee. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean like it was not, a, it was a long skirt. It was fine. Was You're not going to cause your brother it. to stumble. <laughs> no, I was not. It wasn't tight. It, there was nothing wrong with the skirt. And some of the people who would volunteer uh, for ushers and greeters and catchers, all of those Christianese words that we've talked about before, they took their jobs very seriously. And this guy, no, it was a girl. It was a girl. This okay. girl comes to me and says, you're going to have to go home and change. I'm 19 years old. You're a grown I am person. Not a, I am a grown person. And I said, why? And she said, because the slit in the back of your skirt is too short. And I said, are you kidding me? It goes to the middle of my knee. And she goes, yes, it needs to be below your knee. I, I am not kidding. This is how the conversation went. Wow. So I had to go home and change and miss my first class. This is what's called freedom in Christ, guys. Freedom. I was... <laughs> livid i was livid i don't know that i've ever since or before had ever been as mad as i was that day well it just so happened that on thursday it was a thursday and those that was the day my dad taught well his classes were in the afternoon and i didn't have class all of my classes were in the morning that semester and so my mom would come with him. We'd all have lunch. And then mom and I would go shopping. Oh, right so on. I got to tell her that day. I'm like, you're not going to believe what happened to me this morning. I put the skirt on for her. We went to my apartment. I put it on. I said, this is the one they sent me home for. We both, which us Reaver women do not enjoy people telling us what to do. <laughs> this I know. This I know. Sorry, mom. <laughs> no, listen. And we do not like it. It. I come by it honestly. Let me just put it that way. And so we were both so mad that I missed an entire class because I had to go home and change. Wow. Bible school. Yeah. Christian college. How was the party scene? Did you guys get together and have good times in the evenings? (laughs) Oh, we, well, you couldn't have a mixed company party without permission. Okay. From somebody. So were you living like on campus or do you have your own apartment? No, I uh, I was in an apartment. Okay. So they well, they only had dorms my first year and I really didn't want to live in the dorm. So okay. Denise and I got an apartment. Yeah. So here's just a hypothetical. What, what would happen <laughs> if someone from the school knocked on your door and there was a boy in your apartment? We would get in trouble. Um, we'd probably get written up and then have so many 
uh, I, I don't remember. I I typically, other than the skirt issue, I typically didn't get in trouble. So I don't yeah. really know what the punishments were. But yeah, you would get written up and there would be some sort of consequence for yeah. it. Okay, here, here's another question. Um, are, you, are you aware for, with firsthand or secondhand knowledge of anybody in administration of your school going and knocking on a door to see if there was someone of the opposite sex in that room? Or in that apartment? Yes. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it happened. Wow. Like, Never in happened the dorms? To me. In dorms or no. in apartments? No, in apartments. Wow. In houses. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it was called, I don't think I mentioned this, it was called the threshold rule. So members of the opposite sex could not cross the threshold into, like, wow. boys could not cross cross the threshold into the girls' apartments and vice versa. Now, <laughs> my second year, they had built a new apartment, a new apartment complex not far from the church campus, which where all the classes had moved to the church campus. And they had built a new apartment complex. So I would say a good 65% of these apartments were full of college kids, Brownsville students. Yeah, yeah. So th- that rule was getting broken all the time. Yeah, I mean, it just was. Nothing. I sometimes things were happening. I'm not gonna lie. Not in my apartment, but I know there oh, were course. other things happening of course in things other apartments. Yeah. Okay. So, so what what we would do to get around it though is we would bring chairs and sit outside of our friends' doors, front doors, and talk. Yeah. Because, because, listen. It's called obeying the letter of the law. <laughs> yeah, definitely not the spirit of the law. And, <laughs> and let's just be frank. If you, okay. <laughs> if you were going to break the rules, if you were, if you were going to uh, have a uh, sessy time with someone at school, a rule is not going to keep you from doing that. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, I mean, I guess it's still going to happen. Yeah, I guess for some rule followers, it's just it's just a lot of fun. OK, so there in, in I've tried to explain in the past Christian schools kind of in three buckets. OK, you have schools of ministry, which are mm-hmm. usually not like accredited universities. They're like schools right. of ministry. You're going for the purpose of getting education and how to do ministry full time. These are like um, CF&I, you know, those types of things. Brownsville. You know, Brownsville, those ones, right? Then you have Christian universities that are accredited universities, but are still real, real heavy into the the, uh, theological uh, backing, a lot of of ministry um, majors, those those types of things. These are your like uh, Oral Roberts University, Liberty... um, you know, Lee University, which is where I went, Biola, you know, the these kinds. Right. Then you have major universities that have a Christian name, and that's about it. Like <laughs> Baylor, right? Or uh, right. Southern Methodist University, or uh, Texas Christian University. Texas TC, Christian, right? that's the you one know, I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, that, that, are, that are in name, but students don't have to go to chapel. Okay. Right. So schools of ministry, it sounds like you got to go every day where I went, they had chapel three times a week and you had to average, I think two a week is what you had to do. Average two chapels a week. Um, And so you could either go Tuesday morning and Thursday morning or Sunday night to chapel. Um, Okay. Yeah. Or, and you can get all your chapels done for the month and then be a heathen the rest of the month if you wanted to, like you could do that too. I had chapel every day. I had to go to Thursday night prayer, Friday night revival, and I had to be in church somewhere on Sunday. Yeah. If I didn't go to Brownsville, I had to go somewhere on Sunday. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. There's a lot of church. So I I went to one in the middle bucket, right? So I, I have a degree. I have a bachelor's. My bachelor's is in church music, right? Good. Yay for me. I got a BA in church music. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's just a music degree with an emphasis. So I can talk about Bach and I can talk about, uh, 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 
about Jesus culture. And and both of those seem very to work. well-rounded. Yeah, very, very well-rounded. Um, but I I went to school at Lee because a choir came and sang at my church in high school. Mm-hmm. And um I felt the leading of the Holy Spirit that I was supposed to be in that choir. That's what I that's what was supposed to happen. And so for me, it was like, okay, I guess I'm going to this college now, and I guess I'm gonna be in this choir. I didn't realize like it was a hard thing to get into a college. I didn't realize it was a hard thing to get into a to this particular choir once you got there. I didn't realize that there was like, you know, this was like a big deal. And mm-hmm. so um just not not knowing it was a big deal um, helped me, I think, just kind of calm my nerves. I'm just, I got to be in a choir. I guess I'll be in this one, you know? Uh, and so I got into this choir. This choir was, uh, I was one of the very few people that didn't understand what this choir was when I got in, okay? This was the Holy Ghost Choir. This was the one that we went and um, I didn't have a home church in college for for quite a while. My home church was really a charismatic Episcopal church in the next town over because um, while it was a spirit-filled church, it was also had enough liturgy to kind of calm me down because I had the Holy Ghost experience every weekend. And if I ever got a chance to like be off on a weekend, I needed some liturgy to like throw some incense at my face and make me say a prayer the right way, you know? <laughs> um and so I needed Father Coleman to kind of like straighten me out a little bit from time to time. So I was in this Holy Ghost choir where uh, we would go to churches and um, it would be choir the entire service. Mm-hmm. The entire service. You know how like um, like if someone were to come to the church that you and I go to as a special choir, uh, typically, even on a, like especially on a Sunday morning, our worship team would do a set, then the choir might do a couple songs. And then there would be preaching. No, 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 no. We're going to start off the, ser- the the service, and two hours later, we might be done. And also, halfway through the first song, I might need to come out and pray for somebody. Like <laughs> we had complete freedom to leave the choir loft and go minister to people. And so um, we were, uh, you know, little, little, little choir on fire. We go around church to church. And so people that I came into choir with, they kind of knew that that was the legacy and were really excited about it. I had to get like brought up to speed on it real quick, but that was where most of like my student life happened was in the choir, right? The, mm-hmm. That So like, I never went on spring break. I never had a spring break. We had spring tour, you know, fall break was fall tour, uh, summer break even started off with a summer tour, you know, type of thing. Um, but, uh, but when we weren't, uh, when we weren't traveling around and ministering in churches, we had like legit classes in school and I had to take, um, you know, sociology and psychology. And I had to take all these other, you know, like, you know, basic class, it's a liberal arts college. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, there was rules in place here at this university. Now, by the time I got there, some of them had been lifted, but the campus used to be the same campus that Bob Jones University was on. And when it was Bob Jones University, you had pink sidewalks and blue sidewalks. And boys <laughs> walked on blue sidewalks and girls walked on pink sidewalks. And this is this is not an exaggeration. This is like legit. Um, Crazy. If, um, if you got caught in the act of a uh, sessy time. I think it was like 99 demerits, but a hundred demerits gets kicked out. Okay. So, Great. so, so there's that. So like it's 99 demerits. And if you have anything else on your record, you're gone. Right. Um, if you had an ear piercing, it was 20 demerits. If you went, if they caught you dancing, it was 50 demerits. So if you had three piercings and was dancing, that was worse than having sex. So is this when you were there when you were a student or is this, this before? These rules changed within a year or two before I got there. Wow. So um I was like I didn't get in trouble when I when I had my ears pierced. I didn't I didn't have I didn't I didn't get in trouble when when I showed up with that. Um there was no rules about dating or anything else like that, but there was the 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 similar threshold rule. Um, that was fun. I had a friend from Texas come and visit me in Tennessee, female friend. She stayed with some other friends 
because she couldn't stay with me. And we were in like the lobby of the dorm and somebody called my, my room and the phone was there. She picked up the phone and said, Seth and Adam's room. And said, Oh, I'm up. And the person said, I must have the wrong number hung up and called the RA to come oh, and knock word. on our door. And the RA was like, what? I was like, we've been out here for an hour. Like she, look, here's the phone. What in the world? I almost got like in real trouble because she decided to answer the phone. So, um, so yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's what, fun. The, the idea of like, you can't date your first semester. I would have screwed that up within the first week or two. I, um, <laughs> oh yeah. You I, were very popular with the ladies. Right? I, was in a, college. I was a serial monogamist. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed being in relationships uh, for sure. <laughs> And, uh, and then when those relationships were, were no longer needed, then, um, then, you know, Jesus told us to break up. That's usually the way it happened, right? right? Jesus. You, you, blame, <laughs> you blame everything, uh, on him. So, oh man, well, I remember my, so my roommate, Denise and I, we had a really good friend who was, who was a guy. So the three of us could do things t- together because, okay. There's okay. no pairing off. It was, there were three of us. So we, wow. uh, we went, I know no pairing off like that. It, that was how it was said to us. I'm not You're fine. <laughs> you didn't pair off. Wow. It, that just it was, compl- I mean that just saying that right then was completely normal to me until after you reacted. And then I'm like, Oh wait, that might oh, be wait, a little yeah, weird. Yeah. That sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we went, we went a lot of places, the three of us, so that we wouldn't ever, ever pair off. I will say by my last semester, Denise and I had another friend, which what's funny is uh, both of these guy friends had girlfriends in like other places. So it was never going to be about dating, about sure. a relationship at all. But by our last semester, Denise and I were like, you know what? We're going to go have dinner at Jordan's house. Like, we just are. He lives in the apartment in the building right next to us, and we would do it. We would break the rule. I guess so, this, many years, this many years later, and the school is no longer around, I guess I can admit that now, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> so here's the deal. I, I actually told Julie, I was like, I don't know if I even graduated high school because now my high school name doesn't exist. So I don't know if my diploma matters. So I'm going to tell on myself in a way that they may have to take away my college degree as well. Um, I remember when I was traveling from Lee with Julie, we were engaged to be married and we had stopped in Tyler and spent the night at my parents' house on a Saturday night. And then on Sunday, we were going to get up early and go to her church in Fort Worth. So we had to get up early to leave. Right. And so, but it was just one of those, Hey, I'm, we're going to stop and see my family. We're going to get some sleep. We'll get up in the morning and go. I remember it being such a big deal that like we were going to get there and my parents weren't going to be home. You know, like <laughs> you can't have the two of you be in the same room together without supervision, because if that ever happens, obviously your guys are going to get pregnant. That's how that's going to happen. And you guys I, have no self-control, clearly. I just remember thinking like, so. she has her own apartment. I have my own apartment. I have a roommate. She doesn't have a roommate. Like, you don't think that we've been in the same room together? Like, and and I'll tell, I'll listen, I'll tell Honest, we, we were both virgins when we got married. Guess what? Just because we were in the same room together didn't mean somebody got pregnant. I'm just... I don't understand all that. Hey, what were your uh, what were your school's rules on uh, what if there was a picture of a boy with his pants undone, with his arm around a girl with her pants undone? How would how would that play at your school? I I don't think that that would go over very well. Um, just you know, gut reaction. I, I don't think it would go over very well. I think people would have an issue with it. All right. Let me, let me ask you another question. What was the alcohol situation at your school? Didn't exist. Did there it was not no e- alcohol. Did it not exist or was it not allowed, but it definitely did exist low key. <laughs> I don't know of anyone that drank. 
Oh, okay. At all. Okay. At all. It that that was never that never came up. Other like I said, mixed company breaking the threshold rule, things like that came up. I don't sure. know of people who drink. Okay. There probably were some, but Yeah. Yeah, so not an, um not at my school it absolutely was not allowed. Right. You if if you were found to have alcohol, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And low key a lot of people were drinking. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot a lot of people. I remember like at uh my my one of my bachelor parties that I had with my friends, we played uh we played Halo every week. Um, which is a game on Xbox, uh, if, if for those of you who don't remember, but we were, um, this existed before, like there was really like internet connections that could handle that kind of gameplay. So a buddy of mine owned uh, a duplex, his parents owned a duplex, him and his friends lived in both sides of the duplex. And then, so we had two Xboxes on one side of the wall, then they had drilled holes through the wall to the other <laughs> side of the duplex where there was another two Xboxes. And so one side was red team. The other side was blue team. So anyway, at my, at my bachelor party, it was, you know, it's just going to be halo night. And they used the fact that I was getting married as an excuse to, uh, turn up if that's a thing. And <laughs> when did I get married? 2003. Uh, I don't think it was a thing yet. Um, no, it's not a thing now either, but it was, <laughs> it was a short window where it was a thing. Okay. Well, thanks for making me feel bad. Hey, I'm just realizing that I got married while you were still in college. So that's a thing that happened. Yeah. 2003. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, um, you're, you're older than I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm super old. Okay. So, um, so yeah, but I, I've, I've never been a big drinker. I just like, I'll want, you know, I've, I never have been. Listen, <laughs> You can look at me all you want to. Okay, so let me ask you another question. What if there was a picture of um I I'm just going to pick anybody like Dr. Michael Brown uh on a yacht with his with his shirt pulled up and his pants undone with his arm around a young lady with her pants undone holding a glass of alcohol. If there was a picture of that that existed, how would that play out with uh, with your school? I, I can't, like my my brain can't even comprehend that. What would happen? It's hard to impose. So you're saying it's hard to impose Michael Brown's face onto the face of Jerry Falwell Jr. because that's mm-hmm. the exact picture <laughs> yeah. that that has come out um, for the president of a very large and influential Christian yes. university. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you you saw that. Um. What? What? I did. What did you think when you saw um, when you saw Jerry Falwell Jr. with his arm around a young lady with his pants unzipped and he's holding a glass of what he calls black water? He promises it's only a prop. It's definitely been proven that it is him. Like there, it's not like oh it could have been someone else. Um. I mean I don't know what what were your thoughts when when you saw that? I, so I saw the headline first. You know, and I was like, oh, because I'm not sure that I would have recognized Jerry Falwell Jr. right off the bat, you know, if I had just seen the picture. Especially not just just of his belly. Here's a picture of his belly. Can you name that? Name that belly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, and I didn't see that picture. So I. I, (laughs) The headline that I saw was that photo of Jerry Falwell Jr. was even more hypocritical than you think. That yeah. was that was the headline that I first saw on Relevant Magazine. And just, so the picture that's included does not, it, it kind of cuts off around the waist, so you can't yeah. see anything else. But just reading the description of it, I'm like, I'm going, how, what? Why? Why? How does this even How did even you happen? even find yourself in a position where a picture is taken of you that can be described this way? I don't I don't understand. Well, that was I when I do not understand. When I saw that like the there was multiple dots on the Instagram post, I was like, "Oh, there's multiple pictures here. I get how this happened. A lot of pictures were taken. They went to go upload a picture 
and instead oh. uploaded multiple pictures. That's what I thought happened. I was like, okay, this makes sense, except for the fact that Jerry Falwell Jr. put as a quote underneath this particular picture, more vacation shots. Lots of good friends visited us on the yacht. I promise that's just black water in my glass. It was a prop only. The fact that he is more concerned about whether or not people think that that's water in his glass as opposed to wine or any other kind of alcohol, but he is not concerned about the fact that his pants are unzipped, his underwear is showing, his shirt is pulled up, you can see his his hairy belly kind of falling out, and he has got his hand right up underneath the breastuses of a young lady. I'm just saying, like... It's around their back and right there, kind of at that inappropriate place where girls don't like to be hugged. Hey, by the way, low key guys, uh, and especially old men, uh, ladies don't like to be hugged up high around their waist where your fingers can touch their, their top undergarments. Is that, am am I wrong? Am I I wrong? You're not wrong at all. Ladies don't like that. Um, there's one lady who might like it and it would be your spouse. And if, uh, and, and, and that should be the only time that you ever hug a lady that way. I don't know. I don't hug ladies that close. Have you ever seen, and this is just a little sidebar. Have you ever seen the pictures of Keanu Reeves when he is like on the red carpet and taking pictures with women? Have you ever um, seen what he does with his hand? No, let me, let me, let me look this up real quick. He, when he puts his hand around him, he doesn't actually curve his arm. So his arm stays kind of straight. Like it doesn't look super uncomfortable. Oh, here he is very obvious. It's very obvious that he doesn't want his hand to touch something inappropriately. So he kind of. So, mm -hmm. so I'm going to, I'm going to describe what I'm seeing. Oh man, it happens a lot. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Okay. So what he does is um, he keeps his hands straight. Okay. Think like you're going to go and side hug somebody at church. Okay. Right. He, he knows that this is for a picture. Nobody's just wanting to come and give him a side hug. Right. So he stands there and then maybe the, um, the bottom part of the palm of his hand, like the butt of his hand mm-hmm. might touch someone's back, but then everything else stays completely straight. So you have that contact, but it's not creepy old man. There, I remember at church one time there was um, there was a an older gentleman who, um, you know, he kind he kind of gave some weird vibes to to young ladies, but he uh, he actually asked Jillian, my daughter, who was I want to say maybe eight or nine at the time, hey, why don't you come over and give me a hug? And she looked at him and said. No thanks. I don't know you and kept walking. And I and I said, Jillian, stop right now. And she looked at me and I said, I'm buying you ice cream after church. Have a great day. <laughs> and she goes, Okay, and just walked off. And he looked at me, she go, and he goes, Why why would you buy her ice cream for denying me a hug? And I said, She does not have to hug anybody that she doesn't want to. She right. we have told her from the beginning, it doesn't matter if it's me, her mom, her grandparents. She does not have to hug anybody and show anybody affection that she doesn't want to. And if somebody, especially if somebody asks her for it, the answer always is no. And she followed my, my, my rules of what we have taught her. And so she gets ice cream. We, we reward our kids with ice cream a lot. We go to Brahms. It's good. It's real good. Mm, I kind of want ice cream right now. I'm going to do that after we get <gasps> off. After we let's let's get out of here. So um, <laughs> here's the problem is that uh, it is more hypocritical because it breaks about like 16 different rules at Liberty University. If that was a student that right. got caught doing that, if that was a student at Lee University where I went to school, if it was a student at Brownsville Revival School of Ministry, they I mean, it would have been oh, a big gosh. deal. Yeah. It would have been a big, a big deal. And so. I don't know. I mean, here, here it was. I said, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. I got one article. You said, I don't want to talk about that the entire time. We're like, oh, let's talk about college because people are going back to school, <laughs> that whole thing. And, and here we are like, like, I don't know how much I'm going to have to edit out, but right now we're at over an hour. And so I don't know what, what you got any closing thoughts on Christian colleges and what life is like being part of a Christian college. Well, I, I, I do want to say this because I enjoyed my time at Brownsville. There were things that, 
looking back, if I had been more like I am now back then, I think things could have been a little different. Yeah. You know? But back then I was very much I was very much a rule follower other than apparently that one skirt that I had. Uh I was very much a rule follower and <laughs> I didn't I did And the not folding chairs you put outside of Jeffrey's house. <laughs> no, that was allowed. And okay. His name was his name was um I watched listen, I watched One Tree Hill just so I would have something to talk about with him. Wow. I know. I'm so embarrassed about that now. What's doing nowadays? Now he and his husband are very happy. <laughs> so anyway, what was I saying? Oh, even though I laugh about it and I I kind of make fun of of the rules and stuff, I I did enjoy my time at For sure. At Christian college, and I think you would say the same thing, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I would love. I would love if my kids went. I mean, uh, we're not going to pressure them to do that, but it, it was a great school. It was. Uh, it was really well done. The rule. The rules and everything are silly, but college is what you make out of it, and it's what absolutely. you. It's what you put into it. Um, do I wish that I was? Uh, you know, do, do I wish that I was a bit of more of a you know fully functioning formed human being? Yeah. Do I think that youth is waste on the young? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, man, if I knew now what I knew then, my whole life would have been different. I, I don't sure. know that it would have been better because uh, because my life is pretty pretty awesome right now. But um, it, it would have been different for for sure. So, you know, when I saw this, I was just like, you know, how is it that this guy gets to be in this position? And I thought, would would Michael Brown? ever find himself in this position? Would would Dr. Paul Kahn ever find himself in this position? No, no, he wouldn't. So, you know, it's not up to us to to pass judgment on this guy, but, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to talk about it. See, see, see what you thought about it. And, and also if you are going back to school, uh, and you're, you're going back to campus and you're going back to university life, um, you know, thoughts and prayers, <laughs> T's and P's, man. Good. (laughs) Thoughts and prayers. Good luck to you. All right. You you ready for the B? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Oh, no, not the B's. Not the B's. Ah! Dave Ramsey proposes new stimulus package where every American is just sent a stack of empty budgeting envelopes. (laughs) Hey, have you ever done Financial Peace University? Ever gone through all that? Um, I, I haven't done the whole program, but my office decided to buy the every dollar program for all of our, uh, staff oh, wow. to go through during this, these unprecedented times, these COVID times, <laughs> these COVID times, COVID-19. You thought I was going to get away a, a week without having to do it. I thought, but I guess I brought it up. So yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. In, in our in our small group, we uh, we have a set of rules in in our small group where you know what happens in small group stays in small group. We we talk about that small group is a uh, it's a potluck. It's not a buffet. Everybody has to bring something so that we can all eat. You don't get to just pick and choose what you want. Like you actually have to come and participate. And and um. One of the things is show your work. If I ask, if I'm if I'm doing the lesson and I ask a question, you're not allowed to give Sunday school answers. It's not you, Jesus. You, you can't do that, right? Like we want to know how you how did you get there? I'm gonna dive in, and I said there's five answers that are never allowed: God, Jesus, Moses, quiet time, and Dave Ramsey. If you ever say <laughs> one of these. And people are always like, ha, 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 ha. And, but they remember it because um, one time we were teaching through Financial Peace University in our small group and uh, everything became about Dave Ramsey and the, the, the program became uh, slavery for the Johnson house where we didn't have the freedom. And, and so we, uh, we, we just kind of make jokes about it. But uh, um, <laughs> also I know plenty of people who actually are living like better lives than me because they did it. So, you know, there's, there's that pros and cons. Yeah. All right, Andrea, what's your not for me this week? So they are for me because we have to have them. Yeah. Okay. Smoke alarms. Ooh. Because why do all the batteries die all at the same time? Yeah. 
And then I had I had to replace the batteries and a couple of the smoke alarms in my apartment last weekend. Mm-hmm. And I have a, like a step stool, but it's not. I'm going to blame it on the, the step stool's not quite tall enough. Yeah, the step stool's not tall enough. Yeah, for sure. I'm not quite tall enough. Yeah. I have to. Put, <laughs> if anybody saw me doing this, I have to put a stock pot on top of Andrea the step stool. <laughs> You're lucky so to be alive be, right now. So I can be tall enough to change the battery. Anyway, I had to do that. That's not for me. I I get so irritated when I hear one of the smoke alarms chirping. And then I'm like, Dad, gummit, I got to change the battery. And I have to go pull out my step stool and my stock pot so I can be yeah. tall enough to change it. It's not for yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, I'll I get do it, it anyway, but it's not for me. I, I get it. Um couple things about that is that one, I'm tall enough that most of the smart smoke detectors, I just reach up and grab them. Yeah. That, shut up. That's a thing that I can do. Um, so, so there's that. Also, when we moved into this house, um, n- nothing matched like nothing. Ma- s- light bulbs didn't match. And I don't mean like from room to room. I mean, in the same light fixture, there would be three light bulbs and they would be different wattages. Uh, they would be like, some would be soft white. Some would be bright white. There would be some that are globed. Some that are like the pointy candelabra type. I mean, nothing. That's that would drive me crazy. The first day I went and spent $300 in light bulbs <laughs> and I bought led light bulbs. And by the way, haven't had to change a light bulb in a year in almost yeah. two years now. Right. So, uh, the other thing was that the uh, smoke detectors didn't match in any of the rooms. And I'm like, guys. How, how do you, how do you mess this? Like how many, how often did you have to change smoke detectors that there's three different brands in this house? What are we doing? Uh, so, um, I, I bought the, uh, the nest, uh, the, the ones that are like smoke and carbon monoxide and they all hook up to the internets and they tell you, mm-hmm. uh, and I justified it by, I travel. So I want to know what's going on at home. And if there's something going on, I want to know about it, you know? Uh, but right. it's really just because I'm a techie and I'm, I can't. Can't not have the gadgets and gizmos aplenty. So, so you don't have to go buy a four pack of nine volt batteries for twenty dollars to replace in your smoke I, alarms. I haven't had to yet, but I also, I mean, each smoke alarm is. Y'all can look it up. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna out myself on how much I spent on smoke alarms. So, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. But do they take nine volts? Because nine volts are expensive. By the way, that's not, also not for me. Yeah, also not for me. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Seth, what's your not for me? Um, I have a, I have a hard, this is, this is difficult for me to say. Oh no. I am not for me. Oh no. What happened? Specifically me from last week. Because on this show, I gave a really hard time to, uh, Chris Tomlin and friends. I, I did. I, well, I we gave both a, did. Yeah, I mean, he listen. Chris Tomlin, who arguably could have won the entire bracket, was disqualified in the first round for this song. Okay. Now, so what I what I did was. Um, we're, we're trying to keep the kids like one, one day a week, try to do something fun for them. And so um, we, we got the, uh, the state park pass so we can go to any state park and, and don't have to pay. And, you know, it's uh, I mean, we paid a lot for the park pass, but that's beside the point. Right. And so we we drove out to Cleburne State Park and um, and so we, we drove out and uh, listened to praise and worship all the way out. And. My son goes, is there such thing as Christian country? And I said, yeah, buddy, there is. Because sometimes we're driving in the truck, windows down, the windows nine. We'll turn on some country music. And, yeah. uh, and I said, uh, actually, there's, there's this album that just came out this week. Would you like to listen to it? And he said, sure. And I listened to, I listened to the entirety of Chris Tomlin and Friends. Hey, Andrea. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> Did you like it? Yeah. 
everything is like everything can be on the radio. Everything. Oh, that's and, so and, funny. And, and even the things that like I don't I do not like Florida Georgia Line. I don't like their sound. I don't like I don't like anything. But like <laughs> it's it's not terrible. And like as much as I wanted it to be so terrible and the idea oh. of it is terrible. It's my fault. There's a choir when you walk through. Oh, but I pray heaven is like rain on a tin room. I mean, how can you be mad at something like that? Who is this? This is a blessing offer uh, with a song called Tin Roof. So, I mean... I, I just so I just want to say my 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 thoughts and opinions are not for me. <laughs> and so your thoughts, your thoughts and opinions are not the final word. They're not even the final word for you. Right? For me. Listen, and here here's the thing. This this is should be an encouraging thing for all of us, Andrea. Uh-huh. We have the right to change our mind. Absolutely. We have the right to get more information to 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 do a little bit of thought. And, and just change our mind and say before I was wrong. Now I've now I've heard "Chase Me Down" with Chris Tomlin and Ray Lynn, and it's real good. I mean, the idea of I'm trying to get away from God and he chases me. I was like, okay, I'm, I was wrong. And so if you find a piece of evidence this week that you challenges what you believe, man, embrace it. That's that, that there we go. There you go. go. There you have it. And guys, we have it recorded. Seth admitting he was wrong. It's going to only happen one time, so enjoy <laughs> it. All right, that's a show, Andrea. That's a show. Yes. But our thoughts and opinions obviously are not the final word, dear Clearly. listener. We would love to hear your thoughts about any of our topics today. Absolutely. Don't forget to like, follow, and comment on all the socials. We are at Dropping Sunday on all of the things. You can also find mine and Seth's personal social media through that uh, through that link as well. Yeah, absolutely. And as a reminder, for every comment we receive on Apple Podcasts, we will donate $1 to a charity or ministry. And remember, the greatest compliment that you could give us is to tell a friend to listen to this episode or maybe a different one, and then to subscribe for next week because we will be back. Yeah, we will be back next week. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but it's going to be fun. It always is. Always. Until then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday. Dropping Sunday.